Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And today we have a special program, and it's always special because my lovely wife is here. Hello. Hello. Hi, Bess. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. And we it's even more special because we, we got a little tag along here. Got a tag along with us today. Yeah, Hello. this is it's our little baby. Hi, Mary, <laughs> our baby. She's not such a baby anymore. Hello, Dad. Uh, she talks pretty good for a baby. Double digits. <laughs> you're the 10 digit. years old, right? Digits. Double digits? You're yes. 10 years old. Well, we br- I brought you along for a special reason today because we had such a we had a cool day yesterday, didn't we? We did. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I don't know how many people have ever experienced this before, but uh, we were able to go to an Episcopal installation because the Diocese of Memphis was in between bishops, and the Holy Father um, announced and let us know that uh, he had chosen uh, a very uh, good. Uh, bishop, who was an auxiliary bishop from Washington, D.C., uh, the uh, most reverend Martin D. Holly, uh, to be the fifth bishop of the Diocese of Memphis. And that was, uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty profound. You know, when the Holy Father says, you know what? I'm looking at Memphis. And, and I, I think, need a bishop. Yeah. And I, and I think you're the guy. He announced it way back in August. Yeah. And, but it's just, it takes a while for that transition to take place. And, and we had the installation just the other day. And it was just such a beautiful event but i brought yes. my little mary along because mary <laughs> you know you you sat back there in the uh in the in the uh, you were out in the throngs of people yes yeah. the, the, a lot of people right it yes. was it was filled up and you sat back there and you watched the whole thing yes yes I did. yeah so uh, so tell me you know i'm a lot of folks don't understand what goes on at, at an episcopal installation so i brought you guys along to sort of be the the everyman because i had to be in the had to be right. Well, I was in. I was blessed. Fortunate enough. <laughs> yeah, I was blessed to be one of the deacons at the mass, to be the deacon of the gospels, uh, and and that was uh, and that was a that was a beautiful, blessed experience for me. I, I enjoyed being there and being uh, in service to my church, to to the diocese of Memphis specifically, but also to your new bishop. Yeah, our new bishop, um, Bishop Holly, and so uh, that was just a. It was a. It was a great blessing for me to be there. But I just I couldn't watch the thing. Right from the from the, you all were sitting the in the corner stage. Yeah. What was mm-hmm. it like being out there? It it was cool. I mean, I like seeing the new bishop sit down in the chair and you know have the feeling that we have a bishop. That's cool. Now, did you you so you saw a big deal? Like it's like when uh, there's a guy named the papal nuncio, uh, and then um, the head of the USCCB, um, Archbishop Kurtz. Uh, and and uh, Archbishop Christophe Pierre, who is the the papal nuncio, they actually led the bishop. They kind of took him to the chair and they sat him down in the chair. And yeah. then they give him his staff. yeah. They gave oh yeah, they gave the him staff. his crozier right the staff That's, of the bishop. Yeah, and what is that supposed to do? You're supposed to hit the sheep with it. Is that what's no, no. no. <laughs> You're supposed to guide them. Oh, very good. See, that's a smart girl. You know exactly what's supposed to happen. So, uh, what was cool is now you mentioned the chair, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of folks don't all, don't realize what that chair is called. Do you remember what that chair is called, Bess? The cathedra. The cathedra. Very good. So I knew I knew that you know. So when Mary, when when Bishop Holly went to sit in the cathedra. That was essentially him being placed in his seat of authority. 
the bishop seat. That's right. And are you able to sit in that seat? No. No. Yeah. No. 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 You're not able to sit in that seat because that belongs to him. And a lot of people don't realize that word cathedra. It just it's all it is is Latin for chair, right? Yeah. And so he sits in the chair. And that's why when we have, there's one church always designated in a diocese, and it's called the cathedral. And the reason why it's called a cathedral is because it's got a cathedra in it. The bishop's chair. Right. So the cathedral is the bishop's church. It's the mother church of the diocese. It's sort of like the center of operations. Now, our Episcopal installation was actually in a big convention center because it's a big deal. And we had, I don't know, 30 bishops. We had three cardinals. We had all these people mm-hmm. come into town uh, to, oh to, yeah, to walk the bishop to his cathedra to put, to put him in his chair. Uh, and so it was a it was a big event, but the the cathedral is is a central location in your diocese. And if you haven't been to your cathedral, if you're listening to this, you need to go to your cathedral and just mm-hmm. kind of and there'll be a big chair there. But don't sit in it, right, Mary? Yes, that's don't, right. Don't sit in it. You're not supposed to sit in it. Right? Who's supposed to sit in that? The bishop. That's exactly the right. Exactly right. So the bishop sits in that chair, and so uh, it's a sign of his authority. And there's kind of a neat. Uh, there's kind of a neat in the scriptures. It talks about bishops, and um, and it, that word, the bit word bishop, actually comes from a Greek word, episkopos, and episkopos is a Greek word. All it means is overseer. Would you say our bishop is our overseer, Mary? He's like he's like watching yeah. over us. Yes, right. He's the shepherd. That's right. He's the shepherd, and so the episkopos or the overseer uh, sits in that chair, and that comes to us from scripture. And what's beautiful is a lot of people look at the, the bishop as maybe an authoritarian, right? Now, we've gotten to know our previous bishop, Bess, for we knew him for 23 years when he was here in the Diocese of Memphis. Yes. And honestly, I didn't know him for 23 years because 23 years ago, I wasn't a great Catholic. I really wasn't tuned in, right? Right. And so I didn't go to the installation and I didn't really. But once I got to know him. Once I kind of found my faith again and kind of got back involved in the church, which led to uh, the diaconate for me, I got to know uh, Bishop Terry Stodd very well, uh, and we we loved him. He's a wonderful man. We still love Kind. him, right? Good. I knew him. I mean, he he was a nice bishop. Yes. I mean, I've only known him for like 10 years, but... Well, interestingly, he's still our bishop, Mm -hmm. right? I'm sorry, he's still a bishop, but not our bishop. Yes. Right, he is the Bishop Emeritus of the Diocese of Memphis. So there'll always be a fond memory here. And, and he in very good years, he was, at, he was in service to us here in the mm-hmm. Diocese of Memphis. Uh, and so we got to go say goodbye to him at, at, at an event and say goodbye, Bishop Stive, we love you. Uh, and then, but we, like we turned the page. To a new story. That's right. the new bishop. That's right. Exactly right. And so it's a new story for us, too. Mm -hmm. And so what we knew about Bishop Stive was that he was a a good man and he had the authority of the bishop. But we got to know him as a as a friend, right? As, yeah. as and who, who cared? Did he care about us? Yes, definitely. Yeah, and he always he would he would laugh at your jokes. He uh, he thought you were <laughs> funny, uh, and uh, and I I think it was beautiful that we would see not just an authoritarian in the bishop, and so as we welcome Bishop Holly, he becomes our spiritual father. I say he's the holly jolly bishop. Oh, well, uh, yeah, he is a jolly man, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he is, and I'm sure he's going to laugh at your joke. But we recognize in, in Bishop Holly 
a spiritual father, right? So tell me what you think about me as your dad. Oh. Yeah, be nice now. Mary, <laughs> what do you think about me? Well, I think of you as a nice person to guide me to the Catholic faith. Okay. And teach me to say my prayers mm-hmm. and for me to love God. Awesome. And teach other people that way. Well, wonderful. Now, I, I think I've, we've that done a pretty beautiful. good job. Yeah, very good. Now, but what about like just ordinary things? Like, uh, do I help you with like your homework sometimes or yes. your schoolwork, right? And 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 if if like a bully was to come down the street and want to beat up on Mary, who would you run to? Well, you could run to your big brothers because you got some good big brothers too. But but you yeah. come to dad, right? Yes. So like. I'm a father is someone who cares for the people that who are entrusted to him. So the, the, the our children, you know, best, all of our kids, uh, nine beautiful children, and we we care for all of them. And so the bishop of a diocese is more than just an authority. Like if I came home and I said, look, you need to empty the dishwasher right now. Sometimes he says that. And sometimes it happens. You, you right? do. You do. But then sometimes I come home and I say, you know what? Uh, we're going to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Pile in the car, or, or we're going to go cakes. hot fudge cakes yeah, at Shoney's. Yeah, <laughs> Shoney's. right. That's a great deal. So we. So the thing is, sometimes uh, there there are times when we, 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 you need leadership. You need someone to help you figure out what chores to do, or what's right and what's wrong. And then sometimes you need someone to love you and to give you great gifts and to tell you that you're precious in the sight of us and precious in the sight of God, right? Also because I'm the youngest. Well, okay, you're There's the baby. A little <laughs> bit of that. There's a little bit of that. But um, so, Bess, what is it like when, you, when we look to a bishop as a spiritual father? I mean, what do, what do we see in him? What do we ask of a bishop when we look at him? Just to guide us and get us to heaven. What is the best way to lead our church so that all of the lay people within our diocese will get to heaven? Yeah, and that's beautiful because mm-hmm. and, and I love how you said all of the people because we're not just talking about specifically just Catholics. No, everyone within his diocese, yes. whether Catholic or non-Catholic, are under his fold. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in his care. And so he cares about all of them, especially the people who are sort of like, uh, there's a big word, uh, Mary, that we use is called marginalized. You, ever, you know you know what the margins on the paper are? Like the edges, right? Mm. Have you ever been told to color inside the lines? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the margins are like, uh, out there on the outskirts, on the edge of the paper, right? And and the bishops, like fold all the folks, all the all the sheep in his care, mm-hmm. are everybody, even the people that like don't sit in the middle and and get seen all the time and have everything they need. The people that get pushed out to the outsides, that really maybe the homeless mm-hmm. people, the people that are sick or uh, tired or in some way. They're broken. They don't. They don't have a lot of stuff going in their way right now. Well, mm-hmm. he's their bishop too, and so he becomes that spiritual father not only to us Catholics who go to mass every Sunday and should go to mass every Sunday. If we don't go to mass every Sunday, we he do. calls us. Well, mm-hmm. we do, but there's a lot of folks that we 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 get kind of uh, bound up in our schedules and lots of busy stuff going on. And sometimes people kind of slip through the cracks. And even if they're Catholic, you know. We, we, we're called by by our bishop to to live that Catholic life to 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 find uh, that way, as you said, to get us to heaven, right? And we look exactly. to him to be our spiritual father to guide us in that process. We're going to talk more about the the actual installation itself when we come back. Before I do that, uh, want to uh, tell everyone we have a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. 
And we're going to be right back after you, Bess, are now going to come and give us a nice little talk about Mm St. Patrick. So right after this, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Even though you may diligently search the scriptures, you will not find the word Trinity there. Much like many other doctrines like purgatory, the Holy Trinity can be best understood in light of a combination of sacred tradition alongside sacred scripture. There's a very old and interesting tradition concerning the teaching of the Trinity, usually attributed to St. Patrick, a bishop of Ireland. When St. Patrick arrived in Ireland as a priest, the Emerald Isle was predominantly pagan, and there was a well-established practice of polytheism, the worship of multiple gods. St. Patrick made it his personal goal to win the island over to the one true God and his one church. At great personal risk, he fought tirelessly in this holy endeavor. A particular stumbling block for many of the polytheists was the Catholic understanding of the Holy Trinity. How can you say that you worship one God, but pray to three, they would ask. St. Patrick is said to have used a very novel and successful illustration to help them understand the Trinity. Perhaps he got this idea from reading St. Paul's letter to the Romans. In chapter 1, verse 20, Paul says, Ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature, namely his eternal power and deity, have been clearly perceived in the things that have been made. Legend has it St. Patrick displayed a piece of shamrock, a three-leafed variety of clover common to the area. He asked those to whom he was ministering, Is this one leaf or is it three? After a thoughtful pause, they would reply, It is both one leaf and three. St. Patrick would simply say, And so it is with God. The use of the shamrock to better illustrate the Holy Trinity, one God and three persons, is still used today and serves as a wonderful starting point for discussions about the Trinity and its place as a foundational doctrine of the faith. St. Patrick was very effective as a Catholic missionary in Ireland. He personally welcomed thousands into the church through the sacrament of baptism. He ordained hundreds of Irish Catholic priests, set up many churches throughout the country, and founded many monasteries all of which kept the fires of faith burning in Ireland for years to come. Though he was not Irish himself, the people of the Emerald Isle have taken him as their own, making him the patron saint of Ireland. His feast day is March 17th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm blessed to have my wife, Bess, here. Hello. Thank you. Very nice little talk about St. Patrick. And then we have our baby, Mary. <laughs> Ten-year-old baby. Mary Regina. Ten-year-old. We should say your full name, Mary Regina. Right. And what is But what does Mary Regina mean? means regina means queen uh-huh. and so like queen mary there you is what you sort of named me after that's right mother of our of, of all of, of heaven and earth right so you're the queen mother Ooh, those are big shoes family. to fill 
That's okay. Family. Well, I do know that um, our our new bishop, Bishop Holly, has a, a very strong devotion to the Virgin Mary. And so I think maybe he's going to naturally just like you because your name is Mary Regina. Do you think so? Yeah. A lot yeah. of people like me. So tell us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone likes you. You're a sweet girl. So, her name. Yeah. yeah. It's a good name. It's a good name. That's why we named you that because you're a good person too also. So, yes. so we were at this big installation. Now it was kind of it kind of kind of long. There's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your What was your favorite part beside the part where your dad was there? Yeah, uh. that was your favorite <laughs> part, wasn't it? I like seeing all the deacons and priests that I knew all walking down, and seeing just everyone there to greet our new bishop and saying, you know, hello, welcome, hello. That you know that was so neat, and I I. That procession. It was a long procession. Yes. I mean, I, it, all the deacons were there. I think we just had a few that weren't able to. but uh, And we have some that are infirmed. You know, it's, it's kind of difficult. Uh, and they so were sort of made a, a spiritual communion right. there. But we had all the priests. We had all the um, uh, uh, visiting bishops. Because uh, it was uh, it was over two hundred uh, priests and deacons, and so that present yeah. that, that that procession was just like kept on going, oh, and, and, going. going and, <laughs> and going, probably about ten minutes long. Yeah, no, most and, of them are two seconds, but yeah. Well, this was special though, and so from that point forward, I, I loved all the music. Oh yeah, right. It was just it was just beautiful. We had uh, symphony, uh, some pe- some pieces of a, it was a, I don't know what you'd call it a small ensemble or something. Right. Of uh, of beautiful instruments, and we had a big, beautiful choir. I think it was mixed up of all the choirs in the diocese. Yes, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that was kind of neat to see that. Um, and I, I just, I think it's neat. And a lot of people haven't uh, experienced an installation, an Episcopal installation. Now, Mary, you've seen this now, so this is like a sort of a a big memory for you. Yes, You'll always remember definitely. it, won't you? It was my first one, and I'm 52. It was right. your first one, and you were 10. That's yeah. pretty cool if you can remember that. Yes, that's that's special. Yeah, very, very special. special. And so as we gathered together as the entire, I mean, the church came together, and uh, several thousand people had shown up to this to this place. And I don't know if anyone, everyone really kind of knew what to expect because it had been 23 years. Since we'd had one. Yeah, yeah. since we'd had them. So that, maybe that, it changed, maybe it didn't, but... I think it didn't change that much. I didn't see the first one uh-huh. or the second one or the third one and stuff. And so I'm <laughs> so for thinking you they new. wouldn't change it. Right. So this was the fifth installation, right? Yes. But uh, it's just, uh, I thought it was kind of a neat opportunity because a lot of people, I, I guess they, they, uh, they understood that when we get a new bishop, uh, that that really it's like having a new spiritual father a new person to look over you and not only we were talking about the spiritual fatherhood and so i know that a father has authority right given him authority but then some of the best parts of being a father are to be able to do everything that you do in love and mercy yes and i know that seems you know because sometimes dads have to kind of point the finger at you right and say hey mary you need to clean up your room or whatever but it's probably a lot more fun to do the fun stuff the celebration. Well, that's true. But then yes. even, but even the stuff where where you're you got those chores or whatever that you're being uh, uh, admonished to do. By the way, my room is clean. Thank just, you. Just saying. <laughs> Thank Everyone you. now knows that your room is clean, and I'm so <laughs> happy for you. And so I don't have to say anything when you get home. But when I do that, I don't do that because I don't like you and because I'm mean and because I want you to do chores and do hard work. It's because Cinderella? that's right. Well, it's, Are you uh, you're not Cinderella. I'm not. My name is Mary. So. That's right. 
but I but we treat you with love and respect. Mm-hmm. And we're teaching you things so that when you are sort of outside of our fold, like when you go beyond our house, that you're like a good person and you know how to do things and well, take care of yourself. I know how to yourself. pray and I know how to love and, yeah, take care of myself. That's awesome. And those are the things that we that we teach you as as a father. Uh, and so as we as we sort of think about the experience of the Episcopal installation, I'm reminded of... of well, Bess, you and I were in St. Peter's Square the time when uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict was selected. That was an amazing opportunity. Wasn't that cool, though? So we, were, we happened to be in Rome at that time, and, uh, and it was right after John Paul II had died. And right. I was there because I was on a school trip with our daughter, our Megan. Our oldest daughter. Right? Right. And, and we were there, and it's like we had planned that trip like nine months in advance. Mm-hmm. It was the beginning it was all of the paid school year. For, right? And so Heard then the we – That's right. And then we're like getting ready to go, and then John Paul II passed away. And so I called up the guy and said, hey, are we still going because there's no pope there? It's like – Dude, we got the non-refundable tickets. We're, we're going, going, right? That's what we're doing. And so it's like, okay, all right, so we're going. So I start doing a little research and figuring out what happens. And they had these nine masses of mourning for John Paul II. We got in town. I, Megan and I got in town, and we saw the last two, the eighth and ninth masses yes. of mourning, because we got there right towards the tail end. And I had looked up online and said and found out that the average consistory uh, or the, I'm sorry, the average conclave. conclave of the cardinals when they go into the, the Sistine Chapel. To right, select the Pope. That, it, right. That, that usually averages about three days. And I'm doing the math and going, you know, this is going to be like just one day after we're supposed to leave. So I think I'm going to extend my stay. And then you're like going, but you're not doing that without me. I have to get to go too. <laughs> of course. I mean, the husband has to go with the wife. That's, I mean, that's exactly just, right. That's just how it goes. That's it's right. Thank you for telling us and reminding us. And that's just <laughs> how we did it. Right. And so best you join me. I got to be there for the last mass. Yeah. And then we stayed for a couple of days and we got to see the black smoke three times. Right. So there was black smoke saying there's no Pope, there's no, no Pope. pope there's and no then pope. it was like um, you were leaving the next morning. The next morning. morning. Yeah. So we had extended to stay and it's like, well, we we just really had to Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you know. Please. And then all of a sudden, the, uh, uh, the, the last opportunity we had, we gathered and we saw it and all of a sudden. It was white smoke. White smoke, and that's—I still smoke. get tingles thinking about know, it. And then all too. the then all the bells at St. Peter's start ding ringing, dong, and then all the people dong. start coming. Wasn't that cool that, that all of a sudden amazing. the place had like a hundred thousand people within right, like thirty minutes? Right, because we were just minutes. waiting in St. Peter's Square. Right. And then there was this little cardinal that comes out. Right, he's the archdeacon, uh, and he came out and he was like, uh, uh, he said these words that are traditional in the uh, in their Latin words, and they're traditional in the church in the Universal Church. When there's a new pope announced, right? right? And he says, Abemus Papam, right? And so when you hear those words, I mean, everyone just went nuts and went crazy. And it just made you so proud to be a Catholic. It's like, I'm Catholic. And the the Universal Church was watching and, and everyone covered that. And then a few minutes later, the pope comes out, right? Pope Benedict at the time came out and just uh, it was just like we were just in awe of this this the I don't know the beauty the grandeur the 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 the, the sacredness the solemnness the but the, the joy the jubilation of that moment and what's really cool is like in our little neck of the woods that's what we just had I know in Memphis at this episcopal installation 
you know, when when Archbishop Kurtz and um, Archbishop Pierre, the papal nuncio, when they walk and Bishop Holly, right, and then they hand him the crozier, and and then I mean, there's this moment where everyone just sort of uh, erupted in applause, and right? It's like <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's almost like someone were to shout out "Abemus Episcopum," which means we have a, we bishop. Have a, we bishop, have a bishop, right? And so that to me was like a real uh, special and close moment where I just, to I just, me that was the most fun moment of yesterday. Yeah, when at that when he at was seated, moment. I mean mm-hmm. it was a beautiful mass. It was, it, and the like you said, the music was amazing. And whoever that deacon of the Gospels that, was, he, he was, was am- really good. Amazing. I really enjoyed. It. Okay, it was me. <laughs> it was you, Dad. <laughs> it was me. It was a blessing to be able to. And do that it. was a great moment too. But that moment, that joy, that happiness that filled all the Catholics who were present. Is just so much fun, and it's something that you can't describe unless you're no. there. No, and then, but but it, you know, it just brought back it just floods of memories. It brought brought back all this right. like feeling of like what it was when I wasn't a Catholic and uh, or a good Catholic, and then what it was when I when I became a good Catholic when I just I found my faith again, and in all those moments where right. I'm going, I am so happy. To thank be you, Catholic. Lord, that I'm here, that I'm able to be a Catholic, and and that you've blessed me with this church of Memphis and you've blessed me with this role as a deacon. You've blessed me with a beautiful family. And, and then now you've blessed me with a, a wonderful Bishop. That's right. And I'm just reminding so you of that. And that was just, and that was just absolutely so beautiful. Uh, and so for that reason, yes. we're, we're thankful. It was, and right? I am so thankful that we have a Bishop and now we're glad like a new chapter. Right, a new chapter in the book. Yeah, and the diocese of Memphis, <laughs> the and so of Memphis. we 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 need to pray for um, the most Reverend Martin D. Holly, our bishop, the fifth bishop of Memphis in Tennessee, uh, he, and all bishops. Yeah, well, we yes. pray for all bishops, uh, and he's he's actually given a couple little homilies. Uh, he uh, gave one at uh, at the vespers the night before. That was a beautiful sacred thing at the cathedral. You know, the mother church of the diocese, you know, he knocked on the doors to come in, to come into the cathedral. Yeah. And he was welcomed in exactly right. Three knocks. And then uh, the beautiful Vespers, he gave a beautiful, beautiful homily about uh, about life and about the priesthood and following yes. his leadership as being the shepherd and his humility and all of this. But at the same time, answering the call. And that was just so beautiful. And then a beautiful talk he gave us. The next day uh, at his installation, what a marvelous event that was! We pray for Bishop Holly and Every for the day. Diocese of Memphis, all the people in the Diocese of Memphis. Yes, and we ask Our Lady's intercession. Let's That's pray right. together. Hail, Hail Mary, Mary, full of grace, grace the Lord, Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff.com at thecatholiccafe.com The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association
Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.